Welcome to the Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Community Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Saguet. I am here today with a wonderful guest couple. <laughs> it's not two individuals. Wonderful guests. I tell you, you are on for a treat. You know, uh, Matteo Honore and Brooke Joyner, they're the founders of a, an amazing kingdom company that's in the making right now called Back to Business. And uh, we're going to kind of share with them how this began, what this is, and where it's heading. They're currently in our program. They're in the, in the um, Business Mastery Program and going through biblical entrepreneurship, group coaching, individual coaching, and getting this going. So this is probably the first time this public uh, on, on social media and our community get the chance to really hear, because uh, you've not began to do any social media promotion yet, have you? No. Just wow. So this is a big, big, big here for the very first time. What a privilege. First of all, thank you for choosing us to be to do your grand announcement of this amazing business that God has enabled you to put together. So let me say this, and this is no flattery. Um, you guys are probably one of my favorite clients. Uh, because you know, as and let me tell you why, selfishly. As a business coach, you love clients that do the assignments, right? <laughs> you just love it. You love A players, you know, clients that you know would have made it with or without you. But you get the privilege to work alongside them. And that's kind of what you guys are. So uh, thank you so much, guys, for choosing us. And thank you for allowing us to work alongside you. So, But let's get into it. The husband and wife team. And we even get into the dynamics of what it means to run a business as a couple. As you guys know on our podcast, one of the things that my wife and I specialize in is working with husbands and wives. So welcome to the podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you. We're so happy to be here. All right. This is one of many because we're going to follow your journey as we look at different stages of transition so that others who are on that startup phase or discovery phase can glean from you as well. So this is both an education opportunity as well as for us to promote what you're doing. So let's go back uh, kind of uh, to the beginning. Well, actually, we're going to look at the Give a sense to our audience, uh, Brooke, um, what exactly is back to business and, uh, and what you guys are aiming to accomplish. And we're going to take them back to the beginning. What is back to business and what exactly are you trying to accomplish? So Back to Business is a small business directory that aims to help um, small businesses to grow um, and to help consumers be able to shop according to their core values. So the heart is really to serve communities and people who care about their values um, as they go about you know, the various economic activities in their life. Awesome. So a couple of things. Like, so Small Business Directory. Um, it's about tying it to values and it's about tying it to local consumer. Is that correct? Exactly. Exactly. So what, do, what, give me a comparison. What's another type of business that as an audience, I'm listening and watching this. I'm saying, okay, it's like back to business. Like, give me another company that may be like, it's like Yelp. Um, okay. but it is exclusively for small businesses with 30 employees or less. And it does exclude franchises. 
Um, and the second differentiator compared to something like Yelp is that is the core values. Um, whether that be religious beliefs, uh, political beliefs, um, attributes of the company in terms of how it's run, product attributes of the products and services offered, all of those are included under the umbrella of core values that we're including. I love it. So small business, 30 employees or less, and then it occurred to ventures core values. And then you also mentioned it being local. Um, and what's unique about this 30 employees or less? What's significant about that particular number? You know, when we were looking at how to serve small businesses um, and, and the, the challenges that they face, um, a lot of times they struggle with their marketing. They struggle to get in front of their ideal clients um, because they're sort of crowded out of the space with large ad budgets, um, SEOs, which can be quite costly, um, as well as just navigating how to get in front of clients um, without the budget to support, you know, some master strategy um, or the ad spend. And so, we, you know, we said, who has that problem? And it really are these small companies, um, you know, the mom and pop shops, the artisans who are creating and delivering amazing products or really specialized services, um, but they don't have a marketing staff. Maybe they don't have any staff, um, but we really believe that the best uh, products and services out there are these these people who are specializing in these things whose specialty is not marketing. And so we wanted to give them a place to get out there. I love it. I love it. Um, Mathia, what's the significance of the name Back to Business? Uh, what's, what's, what does that mean? The idea came, uh, it's um, a double meaning because... Um, uh, on one on one end is uh, B2B, so business to business. Ooh, that's also, clever. And um, <laughs> the full name is back to business because we wanted to give the idea of promoting business, you know, on the old traditional way in the sense of getting out there and, um, you know, uh, increase the relationship between the consumer and the business and be a place where a business can be done uh, in a new in a new way, which is for us, it's it's the old way of doing business of going uh, to the uh, you know having um, basically uh, going going back and, and spend the the time having a relationship with the with the business and the consumer. So that I love it. What is going back to business? I love it. It was there's another third meaning that I'm not sure you intend this. You think about what COVID did to our economy, right? Especially yeah. in America and around the world, actually. And you think about the fact that it hurt a lot of local retailers other than restaurants, right? And in a sense, are you almost suggesting that we go back to business here, guys, <laughs> beyond COVID? Yes. That was a huge part of it, too, of, you know, it's time to get back to to doing business. Exactly. And, you know, one really sort of moving thought that we had shared early on was what if this directory existed before COVID? Wow. The impact that that could have had. 
because if those small businesses has, had had the reach that we're hoping to give them, maybe they wouldn't have had to shut down as much. Maybe there would have been some businesses saved because with those relationships in place, um, it could have had an impact. So that's definitely an element as well. Yes, because the, the idea also was born right after uh, the COVID-19. So we were, we were working on the idea during that time. So that was also a big factor, contribution to that. I love it. Let's go to the beginning because there are people watching and listening to us. They're saying, hi, Nibu, how do you even get to this place where you're so clear? You guys, based on our the way we at Nehemiah Project look at business life cycle, you guys would consider a startup, right? Pre-revenue, pre pre-break-even business. Let's go back to discovery. I'm sure there was a moment where you both felt like, you know what, business is something we want to consider. Take us to that moment and, and why you thought business is something you should be doing as a couple. Can I, uh, can I, yeah, um, we, we were, so we work corporate job. It's, it's a small corporation we work for, but um, you know, we're subjected to, you know, corporate laws and, and, you know, authority and all of that on in the business. And after COVID, we were forced with a, a choice of getting uh, a vaccination or leave the company. And we were, um, we didn't want to be forced to make a decision at that moment. So we we were faced with a very uh, important decision to make. And, and, and we work for the same company. We work together. So it was so. an all or nothing problem. Deal. Exactly. So it was a really hard time. Definitely a wilderness experience. It you was know. a very hard time, uh, exactly. And so, as as you can imagine, it was stressful for the family, stressful for us. But during that time, uh, we kind of realized um, if we if we wanted to keep doing that, uh, you know, be subjected to that, or get started with our own our own business and our own ideas, and um, at that moment, we we decided that that we didn't want to. You know, to be stuck in that situation anymore. We want to be, you know, we want to take on our future. We want to make our decision. We wanted to, you know, build something of our own that it doesn't, you know, fit with other people's schedule, other people's rules and decision. We want to have something that's ours that we have full control over, and also that we can really help uh, people and businesses out there, especially, you know, that that's where this this desire really come in to really provide a tool uh to help the small businesses in the local uh in the local economy too i love it i love it so because many businesses got created or conceived right during the COVID area because of that you know in my one of my books biblical entrepreneurship essentials i talk about what leads to entrepreneurship some are pushed into it some are forced into it Right, so my born thinking that's what in your case there was a legal requirement or at least a requirement by your employers to have to, you know, have a vaccine that you didn't, your conviction, you didn't, your conviction would not align with it. And so entrepreneurship became your path to having freedom over yeah. what you would do it or not do. So, exactly. And during that time, then God really just put the idea in Mateo's head in wow. a, a Sunday morning, right? I mean, it was Correct. just like we say, downloaded and it was- Downloaded a plan and that, that's how it- The whole plan, I mean, yes. it wasn't- 
So, so I have a question. That's interesting. So, so because when people are in the discovery phase, sometimes they start with they're convicted to do a business, but they're not sure what they should do. Uh, and then days or weeks or months later, or sometimes years later, an idea came. So give us a bit. So between the time you felt like business is the option, the path for us for freedom to where you, you have the idea, what was that time frame like? It was probably it was pretty short. It was pretty short, wow. no more than a month. I would say wow. a few, a few, a few weeks. weeks because okay. we essentially took a hard line position on the mm. issue um, in late August. Mm -hmm. And by the 10th of September, it was like, wow. It was so very, for, like very close. For, so for those watching, listen, they hear this, you say, you know, God downloaded an idea in Matthias heart tell us a bit how do i recognize this so i'm watching this i'm saying why wow, god has never downloaded anything to me uh -huh. so how does somebody watching and listening say i want that kind of i want to download <laughs> so how, how do they recognize this download that's true um how did you get there how so did i didn't get there i woke up in the morning and i i was just thinking as i you know i was in the shower and i was just thinking uh what am i gonna do next because i was we were faced with with this decision and i was just going through my mind with different things and you know uh exploring different option and i don't i don't um i don't i can't remember how that happened i just what I thought is because at that moment, Brooke was always also working on a side business that she has. And um, and I was thinking, how can I help businesses like hers mm -hmm. that, that they don't have budget, they're small, they're, you know, they're, they're trying to get out there. And and that's where I when um, this idea just just came to me, was was given to me. And uh, to be honest, along with a lot of other, you know, like details, like in, in a very short period of time, like in five minutes, I, I, I had, you know, the total plan, the total idea and, and everything uh, pretty clear to my head, which that, you know, it's, it's not something that uh, usually happens to me very often. I'm, wow. uh, you know, I'm very, you know, normal guy. So, um, you know. Um, so you're not the typical guy that have a, a, a fire a a, uh, a a fire bush experience. That's not usually you. Exactly, exactly, totally. And at that, you know, um, as as I got this idea, I was even doubting myself. It's like, oh, should I even talk to Brooke about this, or is it just a silly idea? I mean, it's like, what if it's just nothing? But I couldn't just keep it to myself. Which usually, that's wow. you know, like I go through this process, and maybe ah, oh, it's nothing. You know, just just yeah. let it go. But uh, typically, this is where it falls apart, right? You know, the husband or the wife get this idea, and then they turn around, talk to their mate about it, and they pour water, hot water, you know, cold water on top of it, and there's a discouragement. So when you first told Brooke, how did Brooke respond? She was very excited, but like, <laughs> yeah. which is well, <laughs> also unusual sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's I was true. I wasn't sure. It's like, what do you think? Is this crazy or is, is this can work? Do you like it? Do you like it? Do you think it's possible? And and well, and and I think we should also include that you know the the wrestling with that decision of to refuse or not on on the the, the job uh, requirement was like a four to five month 
wilderness. Mm. And so mm. as we reached the end of that and we were saying, okay, we're going to put our foot down. We're going to say no. We, we were really, um, you know, going up the mountain ready to sacrifice the job that, mm. that God had really provided for us just two mm. and a half years earlier. Mm. Um, really, I mean, I always view that as like our mm. Abraham thing, you know, it's like going up ready to, to mine. the, the, the yeah. promised thing. That was your Isaac. Yes, yeah. that's correct. Yeah. And so as we, you know, journeyed through that, you know, a lot of prayer, a lot of looking for guidance. And so when he approached with this idea, I immediately somehow recognized, oh, like, this is it. This is wow. the ram in the bush. <laughs> <You know>? Wow. <laughs> the, the mercy and the grace and the deliverance. And I immediately saw the potential, um, just the way he sort of cast the vision right away. I love it. One of the things I draw from this is, one, you both were in prayer. Uh, two, you, you both were being obedient to your heart conviction. There was a sense of obedience there. Um, and, and, and three, um, Matthew, what, as the Lord spoke to you about this, there's a, there was this compelling need. There was almost this burden you had for small businesses because you saw your wife and what she was trying to do. And that kind of, that, that created this essence. I will say, whatever idea you have, it has to be meeting a need. So there was this problem that subconsciously your, your system began to try to address. And then that led the Lord now to kind of give you this idea to address mm -hmm. it. And because you both were on the same page, it kind of solidified it. So let's now go forward. Again, I'm talking to um, Matthew Oneri and Brooke Joyner, the, the, the co-founder of a, an amazing new company that's about to be launched in the next, what, three to four weeks, two weeks, week? How long? Yes, soft launch May 1st. May 1st, um, the next couple so of weeks. Really getting started, yeah. Amen. Go back to big business, which is really a value-based local business directory for small businesses with employees under 30 to excluding franchises. That would really allow you as a company to reach the consumers in your market and for you as a consumer to shop based upon your values. So this idea is conceived. Now you got to know what to do. Talk to us a bit about how you went from that to where you are now. Well, take this. yeah, again, God really provided. He really provides everything. Um, because of our corporate position, I had the opportunity to work with a mentor previously. So that mentor now is in the start tech startup space. And so I was able to call on her um, to get some early feedback. Um, and so from the time that he got the idea downloaded into his head, because it, it really was God just zero percent us, you know, um, between that and the day that we were able to pitch this, their, um, an incubator and an accelerator, um, it was about 10 days. And so in those 10 days, you know, we tried to learn very quickly what a pitch deck is, put the deck together, do the market research, all the things just to be able to present, you know, a feasible idea of what we're thinking. Um, and by the grace of God, they were really positive. 
So that really confirmed for us that this isn't in our heads. This is real and we should move forward. Um, wow. Wow. I love it. And so what I like about it is that, so you sought out external help, a mentor, and that's important, right? Because you, you, you could be here from God, but you also could be missing it. One of the things we teach in biblical entrepreneurship is this idea of having uh, these, what we call assumption pillars, right? Your, 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 your kind of intuitive instinct, right? You know, external research, um, you know, the, the, the experience, the history, the business model. You kind of went through that process without even knowing you were going through it exactly. as you start to validate the idea. Yes. So, so, so tell us a bit, and then we're going to get now into how those watching or listening can be a part of this. So what lessons have you learned? If you think back at your journey, you said, here are lessons that we've learned that others who are watching or listening, if they are along the journey, whether they are pre-discovery, discovery, or in a starter phase, that you think will be valuable for the entrepreneurs to, to, to consider as, as, uh, that you've learned along this journey. Sure. Um, I say first thing, uh, don't shut yourself down. Uh, the first thing, because it's it's easy to just get you know dowdy and and you know think it's it's nothing or it's a silly idea or no worth proceeding. Just allow yourself to think that uh, there's a reason why. Especially if you're you know you know in a walk of faith, you know you're walking in your faith and you have uh, you know your uh, you're, you're passionate about your faith and you're in a good place in your journey. Just, just trust that, you know, God is providing for you and just don't uh, let yourself doubt. And then uh, if you're, if you think you're missing on some things uh, that you need, you just go and get some, you know, go get help. If you need, you know, uh, somebody who validates your idea or somebody to share, you know, for me it was easy because my, my wife was also my partner, my, my best friend, my, uh, you know, we, we share a lot in common, obviously. But if for somebody who doesn't have that, uh, I would I would suggest that as the second step. I love it. What would you add to that, Brooke? I would say um, always increasing in holiness is always the best idea. Mm. So pray more. Go. We're Catholic. Go to mass more. Receive the sacraments more. Go to church more. Um, and really, you know, purifying your, yourself in that way that can then give you the confidence that what you're hearing and what you're receiving from God is really from God, you mm -hmm. know, the formation of conscience to be prepared to receive that I think is really important. And then after you're at that point, then you can really open yourself up to whatever God is sending your way. And I would say once he starts, you know, pouring out the blessings, you know, be willing to accept them, you know, and and just remember that God can use anything he wants. You know, um, when we came to the Nehemiah project, you know, the process of discerning, could we, you know, proceed with this program? There was a three day process where I really had to accept that God could use something like this. Mm. to to bring the vision to life um, because we had come as far as we could on our own and we needed help and this could be it. So being open to what God chooses to use um, 
is is so important. And the third piece I would say is just remember that God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. Mm, wow, what great insight. As a matter of fact, you know, you talked about the role Nehemiah Price has played in, in, in your journey. Uh, you know, how helpful has that been? You guys made a major investment okay. into this program, and you guys have already done a lot beforehand. And we saw how smart your wife was last week, Matthew, as you wow an entire class. So it's not like you didn't have abilities yourself. How helpful has this journey been? I think uh, we're very grateful for the Nehemiah project. You guys have helped us a lot and uh, keep on track and provide us with with the support, amazing staff, yourself, and all the people at the project. They really helped us. They were available and they are just a breath, a breath of fresh air. And I love uh, the calls with you. Um, especially opening and closing in prayers, just let the, the spirit be a big part of our, of our cause and of our, of our coaching and our teaching. And that's the big difference for me. And um, I think it, that helps Brooke too. I know she, she has a lot of talents. That's true. Uh, but um, I think everybody uh, could use help. And the, the Nehemiah project was just perfect for us. We, I couldn't imagine you know, better help for us. We, we needed and the way we can't, we uh, came across you guys was also, uh, uh, you know, I think uh, divine in, in a sense because we we didn't know where to look for, uh, but we were able to find you guys. And Evan, Evan, ever since has been a blessing for us, and um, we're very happy. We're very happy. Well, anything you want to add to that, bro? Yeah, yeah, I would say, you know, because as we were after our he got the idea the next five days and then the weeks and months that followed, we were hashing out, you know, not only the business idea and the future developments and all you know functionality of the website, those details, but also how we want to run the company, you know, how we want to treat the people, how we want to structure the organization, how we the policies we want to have. And so it, I was so amazed that after we got involved with Nehemiah Project, it was, there's actually, that's all written down. It's called Biblical Entrepreneurship. <laughs> we were this way, I feel like taking what we already had the desire and the ideas and the experience we have, and it's, you know, concretely been already fully uh, developed um, so we can lean into that education and use that as a guide rather than having to just always be producing you know, all this stuff. Um, mm. That was just really amazing how similar it was with the approach that, that we were wanting to pursue. Um, and then the the coaching, I don't know where else you can pray with your coach all the time. Any other services we have uh, had from Nehemiah, we pray with all of them. I mean, it's, you cannot find service providers that will pr want to pray with you um it, it's like it's amazing that's been such a blessing and we really see how god uses the name my project um for all that we're doing so you know one thing you mentioned for our, our listening viewers you, you talked about your intentionality by your faith and you say we're catholics some people listening watching this they'll say whoa Catholics who are actually very intentional about faith and work and integration. 
Could you speak a little bit to that? Because the perception sometimes is that those in the Catholic faith would not be as inclined, even though that's not always true because, you know, we, there's a lot of Catholic contribution to faith work integration, particularly in the social service area. Could you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, so I would say for us, I mean, we're traditional Catholics. We go to the Latin Mass. We we go to diocesan Latin Mass, <laughs> for those wondering. Um, and for us, you know, I'm a convert to the Catholic faith. I was uh, raised Lutheran, and, you know, the reason I converted was because I was able to recognize that our Lord Jesus is present in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And as soon as I was able to recognize that, I said, I need to do whatever it takes to be able to receive our Lord as often as possible. Mm. And that conversion experience is why I then went on to meet my husband, um, because I followed in the footsteps of my uh, patron saint, Mother Teresa, to Calcutta. And ever since then, it's just been guiding everything. Um, life is easier with the sacraments. That's just true. And um, for us, building a business that is totally in line with those traditional values and that allows us to live out, you know, really serving people, um, it, is, it is an immense blessing. You know, our Lord on the cross said, I thirst. And that is, um, St. Teresa of Calcutta says, you know, um, that he's thirsting for, the, for love of people and for souls. And so, um, you know, meeting people and serving people where they are and, um, and doing it in a way that we can also live ourselves and then have a kingdom impact with, with the prophets, I, I cannot even believe that it's even possible. <laughs> but it, it is just totally in line with, um, you know, living a, a life as holy as, as the graces were given. And um and it's really fulfilling. So, do you want to? Wow. Add Anything you want to add to that, Matthew? I, uh, I think she said it all. Basically, um, it, it's been, uh, you know, I know sometimes people think as as Catholic and maybe like, you know, rigid, but um, we we really think that uh, this this business is a way that we can we can really uh, express the love of God uh, for the better for and. Um, for the unity of, of his people and for allow to him to do the work he wants to do. So we're, we're very happy. We hope to touch as many people as possible, help as many businesses, because uh, that's our first goal is to really make it easier, make it better. That's what we want to do. And um, along the way, uh, do God's will and um, help him with some project if possible. Oh, that is incredible. As we land this plane, let's talk about how those watching and listening can be involved. So uh, you have uh, kind of two major opportunities. Uh, let's first talk to the entrepreneurs who are watching and listening. I'm watching and listening to them saying, wow, I'm excited about this. A, 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 a platform that is faith integrated that allows me. And by the way, it's, you're not just limited to Christian. When you talk about values, it's, it's right. even broader than Christian. So talk to them about who is this to and how can I get involved? Yeah, so we um, we do have a broad spectrum of values represented um, because another, you know, sort of core belief involved here is the idea of freedom. We believe that people should be able to do business with people that they want to. 
Um, and so we're not excluding any set of values. Um, and so, yeah, there, there are a spectrum of faiths, there is a spectrum of political views, there's a spectrum of company attributes. Um, so it's not just faith-based. Um, we do think that faith-based, those that care about their, you know, what they believe in are going to be most interested, um, but we by no means are excluding a broad spectrum of beliefs. So I'm, I want to be involved. What do I do? What's my action steps? What's the next thing I should do if I want to be involved? So you should go to our website. You should click uh, register and create your listing. So right now our listings are free um, until we can prove that the concept works. We expect that to be August or September of this year. But of course, we'll know when, when we have the proof of concept. Um, after we can prove the concept, it will be a monthly billing of $30. So it's a very affordable price point even after we monetize. So go ahead and create your free listing. Um, share with your friends and family so that they can become, you know, get listed as, as business owners um, and spread the word so that those that are listed can see results with consumers visiting. Awesome. So if you're watching and listening to this and you want to get involved, you want to be among the first to be involved, she just said free, go to get back to business number two, getbacktobusiness.com. And there you can create your listing and you can get started on this journey of being a part of this new exciting opportunity. So I'm a consumer. I don't have a business and I'm watching and listening. I says, wow, I want to shop based on my values. What's my, what's my call to action? So for that, again, you would visit the website, you would start searching listings, which now there are very few. So keep checking back with the website, mm -hmm. follow our social media. Um, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and we are on Twitter as well, little following there. Um, and check back often. The other thing you can do as a consumer is share our social medias as well. Um, and, um, Again, check back off and stay engaged because as the amount of listings grow, um, our goal is that consumers would be able to do all of their retail, professional service, home services, all of those uh, business needs, uh, finding them through our platform. So a real one-stop you know, location. I love it. Guys, congratulations. We look forward to having you guys back to give us routine updates as this new business gets launched and developed to serve our communities with an S uh, around those things that they care most about, which is their values of shopping local and, and, and really helping small businesses. So before we leave, though, I do want you guys to give one more advice to our, our viewers and listeners. Uh, before we do, listen, if you want to know more about um, uh, Mathieu and Brooke and their company, go to their website, get back to number two business.com. Get back to number two uh, business.com. There you can uh, learn about it. You can set a free list of your business, or you can also begin to search to begin to see what business are involved so you can do business with them. If you enjoy this podcast and you want to, we encourage you to share with other people, right? Our friends share good things with other friends. Put it on social, uh, share it with others, particularly as you know others who may have businesses who you think, hey, this may be a great uh, platform to be a part of so that you can promote your business. 
Or you may just want to hear a story of a couple who went from being stuck to discerning the will of God and to being obedient to taking a risk and God revealed an idea to them that now they're bringing it to pass. So it could be just an encouragement story about for other entrepreneurs to be inspired by their own journey or other wannabe entrepreneur, please share this, this broadcast with others. You can subscribe, of course, to our various social media platforms so you can get this story and other stories like that as we keep going along the way. Now, don't leave yet because I got one more question for um, for, for Matthew and Brooke that would give you some great insights along about their journey. If you want to know more about the Nehemiah Project, how we, we can come alongside you and provide you with coaching, training, and access to capital, visit our website, nehemiahecommunity.com, nehemiahecommunity.com. There you learn our about our various training products that can come alongside helping you no matter what stage of business you are in, about coaching options, as well as access to capital option if you desire to grow your business using Kingdom Capital. You can also be a part of our e-community where we can transform the world together. Uh, guys, one last question for you. So you are a married couple, and one of the challenges of being a business is also when we are doing business as a couple. What has, what's been the key to making it work for the both of you? What's one advice you can give to our listeners? Anyone else can start first, but I want to hear from both of you guys. What's that advice you can give couples out there who are saying, we're trying it, it's not working. What advice can you give us? Oh, we don't want to do it at all because it's a nightmare. I'd say um, for us, or for me, I can say, I don't know if that's true for broke or not, but um, make, make, sure we, um, make sure you leave time for your, your personal relationship. So, you know, like only because you spend eight hours with your wife working doesn't mean you spend a whole day with her. So mm. remember that, you know, make sure you take the time to, you know, to prepare nice things, to, you know, take care of the kids together, do some fun with the family. Make sure you leave personal time, you know, faith time, personal time that's separate from work because it's very easy that uh, to take up your whole day, your whole life. Uh, and you don't want that. You want you want to be uh, you know separate. And I mean, of course, you know you know you always you know sharing things, especially if something exciting. You know, it it I think it's positive, but it's easy you know to say, oh, we spend all day together, but you know only talking about work. So make sure you you leave the extra time to uh, spend time with your spouse, with your kids, and and um, and leave and leave it separate and dedicate you know. Work time is work time, family time is family time. Just don't get sucked in too much. Matthew, where were you when I first began my journey? I didn't hear that advice because I just assume we're together all the time. So what's the point of the extra time? <laughs> right. Thank you. Good advice. Brooke, what would you say? I would say um, a good piece of advice is to know uh your strengths and the strengths of your spouse mm -hmm. and then sort of also stay in your lane so to speak so don't step on each other's toes if one is doing the accounting the other one should not you know step in. try to make an invoice <laughs> you know or if one is in sales the other should probably not <laughs> this is coming from our previous experience <laughs> where we also worked together <laughs> <laughs> but 
stay in your lane. And um, also always, um, I, I do think too, that the respect of colleagues can, as long as that's always being respected, because that can also benefit the marriage outside of work as well. Because I think people are always pretty nice to people at work. And sometimes we can maybe not be so loving to our family after a long day of work. So the respect of colleagues, it's, I think it also sets a higher standard outside as long as that's like withheld um, and then applied to, to the family as well. Wow. And, I've, and these two, I've watched them do exactly what they're saying there. They mutually honor each other. They deal with conflict in such a way that's both healthy and proactive. Thank you guys for modeling. Would you guys come back from time to time and just give us updates as to how you're doing? Sure, thank yeah. you. I love yeah. it. Thank you. Again, Matteo, Omari, and Brooke joined the founders and uh, of Get Back to Business. I'm sorry, Back to Business with the website getbacktobusiness.com. Visit them and begin the journey along with them. Listen, I hope you enjoy our podcast. And uh, before you leave, I do want to pray for you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord enable you to steward those talents that are under your care and to steward them in such a way that one day you can hear those wonderful words as uh, Matthew and Brooke will hear. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. He'll now make you rule over much. God bless you. Thank you for watching and listening. Thank you. Thank you, Patrice. Mm -hmm. <laughs>